today on Locked On Goals. My top three goals moments of the year and why hockey is going to be all right here in Southern California. All of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And this is Goals Thursday. It'll be a late night Goals Thursday, but this is going to be our final Goals Thursday of the season because we'll be going to five days a week starting next week. And then we'll go into our summer programming once the NHL season concludes. So, yeah, this will be our last goals Thursday. And as such, we're going to have some goals moments that we're going to look back on. I mean, I have a lot of favorite goals moments this season, but I've picked my top three that I just want to talk about at length for a little bit. Uh, Before we get started, this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And a bit of an announcement, I mentioned this on the last podcast, but starting tomorrow, starting with the next podcast, this will be simulcast, not just across all podcasting platforms, but also on YouTube. So let's have fun with that. I mean, most of you are probably going to continue listening on whatever podcasting app you have, but YouTube is also going to be the other option for those of you that want to say hi and whatnot. So yeah. Come and check that out as well. That'll be starting tomorrow and finally, finally going on YouTube. I mean, I was supposed to go on last month, but, you know, real life happened. Real life happened, as some of you know. All right. So it's been a weird season. It was kind of a weird season and kind of a weird ending to the season. I already mentioned the firing of the coaching staff for the San Diego Goals. That was on a previous podcast. If you haven't heard that already, make sure to listen to last week's podcast regarding that. As far as players, we don't know what players are coming back. I would assume and hope that Trevor Carrick would come back. Lucas Dostal will be coming back. He is under contract. You have the prospects that are going to be coming back. So there's still going to be quite a bit of talent on this Goals team. The biggest question is going to be which veterans are going to come back. You have to assume that Trevor Carrick is going to return, especially because his brother, Sam Carrick, just signed a contract with the Anaheim Ducks. And those two like sticking together. Those two just like being around each other. It's better for them. So I would have to assume that Trevor Carrick will likely come back. I'm not going to say it's a done deal, but I would say it's likely that he's going to come back. And his veteran presence did help the goals a lot throughout this entire weird, wacky season. Yes, there was a lot of call-ups. There was a lot of injuries. There was COVID. Remember when COVID struck the team? Yeah, there was that. Then there was the whole selling everybody during the trade deadline and everybody going up. So it was a wacky season to be a San Diego goals fan. But there was some pretty awesome moments throughout the season and it was hard to pick just three and the reason I picked just three is because I if I picked like seven or eight we'd be here all day and there is some other items that I do want to talk about on this last goals Thursday so that being said I'm gonna count down my top three goals moments this will go across two segments because I know I'm going to run long on each of them so here we go moment number three This one I liked a lot, and this moment took place 
all the way back in November 13th, 2021. This one took place towards the start of the season. This actually took place, believe it or not, while I was in Chicago. I was in Chicago covering the Chicago Wolves game against the Toronto Marlies. And I happened to be out there anyway. So I figured, you know, I'm already out there. May as well cover some minor league hockey and check in on former San Diego goal, Andrew Podorowski. So it was cool seeing Potts in Chicago. And then I get into the car and I start watching the game and I see, holy crap, what what was that? Yeah, Jacob Perot scored the Michigan in Bakersfield. That's right. He pulled off the lacrosse-style goal at the arena formerly known as Rainbow Bank Arena up in Bakersfield. This was a sports center top 10 play. And this was pretty freaking amazing. So the San Diego goals were on a power play and winning 2-1 to at the time in the second period. This was at the start of the second period. So it was still a fresh sheet of ice. And it was optimal conditions for Jacob Perot to pull this off. Again, Jacob Perot, one of the star prospects in this Anaheim Ducks system. And he just pulled it off kind of with ease. And this was on a nice feed from Greg Patteron. He had the puck behind his own net for what seemed like an eternity. And no one was covering him. No one was around him. I mean, what the heck? No one's around him, right? So he gathers the puck. No one's going to him. So he goes to his left, picks up the puck on the blade of his stick, and just he just roofs it. He completely roofed it, and it was pretty amazing. I, I loved watching that. I watched that one on loop about 20 times. I was going crazy on Twitter with this one. As soon as I saw it, my first words were, holy crap, he pulled off the Michigan. And I know there was a lot of Ducks fans that were not paying attention at the time. Yeah, I know you guys weren't paying attention. I mean, I'll admit, I was on the road in the car watching it on a small screen, but it looked amazing. I actually had to go back to the big screen, see what the heck that was. And when I actually realized the scope of this, I'm like, dude, this is amazing. Then Ducks Twitter began picking up on it, and then it got everywhere. And I said, ah, hell yeah, Jacob Perot with the Michigan. Now, we almost saw a Michigan last year in San Diego with Trevor Zegras. But instead, Trevor Zegras pulled off the fake Michigan for a nice assist. And he pulled off that toe-lip goal. But this one by Jacob Pro, he actually went and freaking did it. He big fat did it up in Bakersfield. And you know what? Some of the crowd up there, they were cheering because at least some of the Condors fans realized what the hell they just saw. And they said, oh, this is amazing. We love it. So that's my number three goals moment of the season. My number two moment is a pretty recent moment that took place March 24th, 2022. This was probably the last good game that San Diego had this season. And this was one of my favorite players that I've enjoyed covering, Alex Limoges. Yes, the San Diego Goals rookie. He scored a hat trick, a very impressive hat trick against the Tucson Roadrunners that resulted in a 4-3 win. He single-handedly 
got San Diego that win. And he just had a lot of fun out on that game. He had, I would say, he, that was probably the most fun I saw him play, if I'm going to be completely honest. And even just looking at how he reacted after he scored that last goal, I was like, hey, this guy's having fun. This guy's having a lot of fun. And his teammates, like the reaction from the teammates was just as good, if not better. Alex Lamoche, he scored early in the first period, got things going for San Diego on what looks like a pretty flawless play. Then he scored again late second period. That tied it up. And the reaction when he tied it up, he was pumped for that one. And that was a sweet dish from Jacob Perot. Then on the power play in the third period, Perot to Elvinus to Limoges. There was just some fancy, great passing there. And as soon as Limoges drilled it, you know who was the first player to go there? The guy I just mentioned, Jacob Perot. Jacob Perot was the first guy there. This was only 15 seconds into the power play. This was right off of a timeout. And he just drilled it. He pocketed that nice power play goal. And you could just see the reaction from the bench, the reaction from his teammates. It was just an amazing moment. And I'll talk a little bit more about this particular moment after the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, which is my favorite protein bar. It is a delicious protein-infused candy bar that tastes like a chocolate bar. It's regular Built Bars. And the Built Puffs, it is protein-infused marshmallows that are good for you. So if you want to keep working out during the summer and you need a pick-me-up, then go ahead and grab either a Built Bar or a Built Puff. And during the summer, I especially recommend the Built Puffs, including their newest flavors, such as the White chocolate birthday cake. And still my favorite to this day is the churro puff. So if you want to try them for yourself, head over to built.com right now. Go ahead, do it right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Coming up after the first intermission, a little bit more about moment number two. And I will I'll reveal my favorite goals moment of the season. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with JD Hernandez. All right, so I talked about the Alex Limoges hat trick as my number two moment of the season. And there's a little bit more to this story that I have to remind people about. And this was the following game. So I just want to reiterate that. This took place on March 23rd in San Diego. This was a Wednesday night. It was a pretty decent crowd. There were only a couple hats thrown, and this one actually really came by surprise for a lot of fans just because of when it happened, how it happened. So this took a lot of people by surprise. Fast forward to two nights later, and oh boy. The reaction, or sorry, not two nights, three nights later. <laughs> I knew that. It was three nights later on the Saturday because this was the game against the Ontario Reign. See, I remember this. So this was against Ontario. And you could see that Alex Limoges was one of the first guys out there. And the crowd, 
that came to San Diego right before the game. And that was a big crowd that night, too. There was, I think there was like nine or 10,000 strong on that game. It was a big, actually, no, maybe not that much, but it was still a big crowd and it was a loud crowd. As Alex Limoges was taking his laps during warmups, a group of about two dozen goals fans all brought hats and they tossed him right out onto the ice just as Alex Limoges, Alex Limoges was coming around. The look on his face <laughs> when he realized what was going on, he just had this huge grin on his face. He was filled with joy. He even picked up one of the hats and acknowledged the crowd that was there. So just a great moment all around. And you could tell that it meant a lot to him. And just talking a little bit more about Alex Limoges. I, I think this was his coming out party. And I sincerely hope he gets a shot with the Anaheim Ducks at some point. Look, Alex Limoges, he's still a young player. I mean, again, this was his rookie season. Oh, and you know what? Alex Limoges scored a goal on that game as well. In fact, he got the game-winning goal against the Ontario Reign that day and scored pretty early on. So Alex Limoges had himself a week, and it was a week to remember. So once again, congrats to the young Penn State alum, only 24 years old. So yeah, just got to give Alex Limoges his props on this one. He had a terrific season and a great hat trick and a great all-around guy. All right. My number one moment of the season. And to me, I, lo- I love Alex Limoges. One of my favorite players in San Diego this season. However, doesn't compare to my actual favorite player for San Diego. The bakery was closed. You know who I'm talking about. Lukas Dostal. That is right. Dostal has my number one moment of the season. And folks, this one is not close if you know me at all. Dostal, one of my favorite players pretty much all season for San Diego. One of the huge standouts for San Diego pretty much all year long. And you know what What, what he did in Colorado? I still can't get over that. It was freaking amazing what he pulled off. And we got to go all the way back to March 2nd out in Colorado. Lukas Dostal did something that not many players have done and few did from where he did it behind his own net. So this was late in the game. San Diego holding on to a 4-2 lead. They had a 4-0 lead. Colorado scored two quick goals in the third. So Colorado doing what they did. They pulled their goaltender. So it was an empty net. And Colorado had a lot of high-quality, high-danger shots in that third period. There was at least a sequence of about three shots in a row where Dostal had three quality saves, including a really glorious save against, I want to say, Keaton Middleton on there. And then just as the goals got, got it behind their own net, there was Lucas Dostal, on it looked like an around the horn just pass from Colorado. Dostal picked it up and there was no one around him for a couple seconds. He saw that little bit of daylight and he said, "You know what? Let's go for it." And go for it he did. Lukas Dostal 
from behind his own net, launched it towards the empty net, and drilled it right down the middle. A goalie goal. Do you know how often goalie goals happen? Not very often. They're about as rare as a no-hitter in baseball. It's a unicorn. Lukas Dostal, the unassisted empty net goal. The best part about that, the celebration, the freaking celebration was awesome. The entire bench, the whole team came out from the bench to congratulate him. And you could see the grin on his face from beneath his mask. He was thrilled. Everybody from the bench just went to him and said, yeah, that was amazing. Everybody from Brogan Rafferty to Trevor Carrick to Vinny Letary to Bryce Kendop to Braden Tracy and Jacob Perot to Alex Limoges, even Ole Eriksson Ek, who was backing him up. He came out from the bench and was just in awe by what, what he did. Like, wow, what did we see? I mean, never mind that Lukas Dostal had a 51 save. Oh, by the way, Lukas Dostal had 51 saves that evening. Never, I mean, that alone would have been an amazing story to keep an eye on. That alone would be worthy of naming him the player of the game. But no, he had to go and one-up it and score a goalie goal. Oh, by the way, those 51 saves were a season high for Dostal. So never mind he got over 50 saves. Just the goal. Holy crap. Yeah, I, I still can't get over that he did that. I still Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The whole scope of the moment. The fact that there was maybe 15 goals fans that actually traveled out to Colorado. There were a few of them. I, I remember this because I actually messaged like, so what was it like? And yeah, they just were in shock. They were in complete shock. So not only was it in front of some of the fans, but in front of the entire team, but just having the bench, the celebration, the 50 plus saves, the goal to go like that by far, by far, my number one goals moment of the season. And honestly, it's, it's not close. It's not close. It, it's really not. So there you go. Number three moment was the lacrosse goal. Number two moment was the hat trick. Number one was the 51 save performance with the goalie goal by Dostal. So those are my top three goals moments of the season. And kind of a nice way to finish with goals Thursdays for the season. Yeah, just just a fun season. I mean, yeah, they lost in the first round of the playoffs. But you know what? It was a fun fun season and with moments like that I cannot wait until next season all right we're gonna head into the second intermission but first let's talk about bet online which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust and folks the NBA finals are upon us we have the Golden State Warriors winning the West who are they gonna face the Boston Celtics or the Miami Heat If you think it's going to be Boston, hey, you know what? Those lines are up. If you think it's Miami, if you think Miami can pull off the series and win this one, you could pick up a pretty penny. And there's also the Stanley Cup playoffs. Hey, Colorado, they're still winning their series. Tampa Bay moved on. How about about what happened in Calgary? Oh, boy. 
Edmonton moves on. So if you think like me that it's going to be an Oilers Lightning final and you want to place a bet down, head over to Bet Online where they have the latest props, odds, and bets. Use your mobile device or your laptop and head over to Bet Online, which is where the game starts. Once again, Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Gulls, which is under the umbrella of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, and it's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez on our last Gulls Thursday of the season. A quick reminder, I've mentioned this earlier, I mentioned this yesterday, I will mention this once again, starting with our next podcast. This will be simulcast both as a podcast and on YouTube, that's right, Locked on Ducks will officially begin on YouTube starting with the following episode. We've done 539 official Locked on Ducks podcasts. We've had a few bonus episodes, a couple of extras. We had our annual Christmas Eve episodes. The last couple have been with myself and Sarah Avampato. So yeah, make sure to check out the YouTube. I mean, it's not going to be a whole lot different for those for those of you listening there won't be much of a difference. You'll just see my face on the screen. That's about it. And sometimes you won't even see my face. It'll just be a static image of the Locked On Ducks logo. So not much different, just an extra outlet. Maybe get some more fans on the podcast. So yeah, it'll be fun. All right. So before I go into my last topic of the day, I wanted to briefly just catch up on the happenings on the American Hockey League, specifically the AHL playoffs. And here's how that's going right now. It is pretty much a six-team race. Well, it, it's it's pretty close. First off, let's talk about the Eastern Conference because this is where it's a little bit fun. I, it's a little bit fun for me personally because, well, why the heck not? In the Eastern Conference, the Laval Rocket swept the Rochester Americans in three games, including a 6-5 to five triple overtime thriller. That's right. It took Laval three overtimes to finally clinch the series. So they move on to the Eastern Conference Final. They will take on either the Charlotte Checkers or the Springfield Thunderbirds. Right now, Springfield leads that series two games to none. Charlotte has three at home. I would say it's probably likely that Springfield is going to move on. They are currently the affiliate of the St. Louis Blues. So we'll see what happens in that series. And if the Blues lose their series to Colorado, Springfield is going to get some reinforcements. They are going to be pretty scary against Laval Rocket. In the Western Conference, neither series is over. Both of them could end on Friday. The Chicago Wolves hold a 2-1 series lead over the Milwaukee Admirals. Game 4 takes place Friday night in Milwaukee. And if you follow Sarah Avampato at Right Said Sarah, she will be covering that series. She will be in Milwaukee for Game 4. And if there's a Game 5, she'll be in Chicago for that. The other side, the Stockton Heat. They hold a 2-0 series lead over the Colorado Eagles. And in the unlikely event that Colorado comes back and wins this series, that means Stockton has played their last game in Stockton Arena. 
which seg well first before I segue into that, Stockton as of right now has a two nothing lead. They're going to get some reinforcements because the Calgary Flames just lost their series, so they'll get Yusuf Elamaki back from Calgary. He will be some reinforcements for the Stockton Heat, and I think Stockton's going to get I think one or two more players back from Calgary. So Stockton is going to be fully rostered for the rest of the series against Colorado. And as of right now, I'm going to assume that it's going to be the Stockton Heat versus the Chicago Wolves for the Western Conference. And those could be the final games for the Stockton Heat because it has been finally confirmed by the American Hockey League that the Stockton Heat are in fact moving to the Calgary area. So this this is it. This is the last stand for the Stockton Heat. And in fact, they are the first California team to not survive through the decade. There was the hope from prior AHL president David Andrews that all five California teams that had arrived at the same time would last for a while. I mean, he did say it'd be nice if they could last for maybe six, seven, eight years, maybe a decade. For what it's worth, Stockton, they had it for five seasons, but they are moving on to greener pastures in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And I know most people are saying like, oh, they just want their team closer to the affiliate. Look what San Jose is doing. Look what happened during the pandemic. There was that one bizarre bubble season last year where the Stockton Heat was moved to Calgary. I was shocked that they actually came back to Stockton, but they wanted one more season and they somehow worked it out in the contract where because they didn't finish their 2020 season and they didn't play there in 2021, which at the time would have been their last season, there was a little bit of a, I guess, a resolution to allow the Stockton Heat to have one more season in Stockton to see if they could turn things around. And in fact, that did not happen. The Stockton Heat, for better or worse, they've been struggling at the gate as far as attendance goes. Let's go back to 2016 when they first started. It was still kind of a novelty, but you know who was last place in attendance? Springfield. They're still alive. Stockton, they had a decent first season. They had about 4,600 fans on average. It was going pretty good. Then the promotions and everything else just completely stopped after that. Stockton, they were still doing okay 2017, but just the lack of attention, the lack of trying to get any kind of footing in the area, it just stopped. So what happened 2018? Second to last in attendance. Last place was Belleville. Who, by the way, Belleville, are they still around? Yes, they're still around, but barely. I'll get to them in a moment. 2018, second to last. 2019, they were fourth to last behind Belleville, Binghamton, San Jose, and Stockton. San Jose just got a new arena, so they're not going anywhere. Binghamton and Belleville. Well, Binghamton is gone now. Belleville, they're still sticking around because they have a pretty decent arena, a pretty small arena, and a pretty good thing going for them being close to their affiliate. So there's that. They're not going anywhere. What happened in 2020? Well, they were dead last in attendance. And I would say 2019 
and 2018 when Stockton was second to last, fourth to last, that's when we began hearing some rumors that, okay, Stockton's really struggling at the gate. They are struggling to bring fans back. And the overall atmosphere of the city in general was not good. Look, let's face it. Stockton, California is not exactly the safest or even close to the safest city in the United States. There's a lot of crime there. It's gotten worse there. It's a city that has gone bankrupt. Now, I love the people that work in Stockton Arena. I've worked with people with the people out there. They have a great crew out there, and they've they've got some great people working in and around the arena. So it, it sucks that they're going to be losing out on their jobs and losing out on some money. It sucks. It sucks for them. But they just couldn't draw. They couldn't draw. And as far back as 2019, that's when the rumors, as at least that's when I started hearing more rumors, they might go. So entering the 2020 season, we were think we were all thinking that this was going to be the last season of the Stockton Heat. And that's when the rumors were really swirling. So I tried to make it a point to go up to Stockton around late March, April of 2020, thinking that this was going to be the last season in Stockton. At the time, they were dead last in attendance. And at the time, it looked like the writing was on the wall. So I was planning on making a trip out to Stockton towards the end of the season. And then the pandemic happened. Everything stopped mid-March, and that was it. And at the time, I thought, man, I missed my chance to have just one more time out there. And Stockton, they were in a playoff spot at the time. San Diego was fourth. Stockton was third. And there was going to be some late-season action. So I was ready to go up to Stockton for some playoff hockey. And as it turned out, we never got that. That never happened. So... I thought I thought I missed my chance and that was it. And then once they moved to Calgary last season in the bubble, I thought, well, they've made their move, they've played their last game in Stockton. I thought I thought they had made the move and that was it. Then they got this second chance. And there was the hope that somehow some way a tennis would get better. Nope, that did not happen. Stockton was second to last in attendance. Now, I had mentioned Belleville before. Belleville's in Canada. Canada, as you may recall, they had a lot of games this season where they played in front of zero crowd. So if you take away the games with zero crowd from Belleville, Stockton would be dead last. They would be dead last in attendance, and that's a spot that they've been in for the past four seasons. So for those saying the only reason the Heat are moving to Calgary is because they want to be close to the affiliate, I mean, that's part of the reason. But no, the main reason is is attendance. The American Hockey League is a gate-driven league. It always has been. There's not a whole lot as far as TV revenue, at least not until the past couple seasons, where more and more teams are getting some kind of TV money. The Chicago Wolves, they have a TV deal. The San Diego Goals, they have a partial TV deal, so they got that going for them. There's a TV deal with NHL Network. They showcase some AHL games. In fact, NHL Network is going to be showcasing some more playoff games in the AHL 
starting with this next round. So that'll be cool to see. Hey, the Chicago Wolves, they have they have the TV rights, so we're going to see some Chicago Wolves games on NHL Network, just letting you know. And there's also, oh, the Laval Rocket. They're going to have some kind of deal going. So, yeah, the Laval Rocket, they're going to have televised games. And as far as Springfield, not exactly a TV deal, but you know what? Once we get to the Calder Cup final, if it winds up being Laval versus Chicago, they're going to televise all of those games, all of them on NHL Network. You can guarantee that. And that's that's the way it's always been in the AHL. For Stockton to not be able to draw at the gate, it's it's been a tragedy. And I am kind of hoping that it's Chicago versus Stockton. I would love to go up to Stockton for at least one or two more games if it's possible. I realize that's probably that's probably not going to happen and I probably made my last trip up there. And if I did, Stockton is a great arena. They have a pretty good hardcore fan base. They're like the fans that do show up, they're very hardcore. In fact, I saw some of those hardcore fans make the drive down to Bakersfield when the Stockton Heat swept the Bakersfield Condors a couple weeks ago. I was in Bakersfield for that. And there was quite a few Stockton fans. And at the time, I was hearing more rumors. At the time, I thought this was the last time I was going to see the Stockton Heat. So I took it in. And that's when I found out more information about it. And that's partially how the news kind of got out more just a couple days later, thanks to Tony Drockness from Inside inside AHL. So that's where we are. So this brings up a point that I said earlier in the podcast. How about hockey in general in California? This brought up the conversation, well, if the Calgary Flames will want their team closer to Calgary, then what about the Edmonton Oilers? They're going to want their team closer to Edmonton. (laughs) No, I'm going to stop you all right now. Bakersfield's not going anywhere. As I just said, the AHL is a gate-driven league. Bakersfield's doing okay. They're, they're doing pretty well as far as attendance is going. Even though they are in the bottom half of attendance, they still draw pretty well. And I will also point out that there were some games where they still had some attendance restrictions. That's partially why Ontario was... I mean, they were not top five this season. In fact, Ontario dropped all the way to ninth in attendance. And some of the restrictions were partially why. That's why Bakersfield dropped all the way down to, I want to say, like 19th or 20th. So they dropped. But that last playoff game, they had about 6,000. That place is rocking. Bakersfield's doing all right in attendance. San Jose, not as good in attendance. But you know what? They have a new facility and they are very committed. They're going to stick around. All right, let's talk about the two main teams in SoCal, shall we? The Ontario Reign and the San Diego Goals. I mentioned that in last Thursday's episode. Yeah, those two are doing okay. The Great Migration is going well. Oh, and by the way, there's also this new team in Palm Springs. Sorry, Coachella Valley, the Firebirds. Their affiliate, Seattle. They're not near their affiliate, but hey, it's still a decent flight. It's a short flight from Palm Springs to Seattle. They have daily flights out from Palm Springs Airport. They fly to Seattle daily. That's fine. 
it's a two-hour flight. That's almost nothing. And you're going to see people coming in and out of Palm Springs quite frequently. So, yeah, hockey in SoCal's all right. In fact, I, I kind of want to say, like, make a bet on this, but I kind of don't because I know that Coachella Valley is not going to have all their games at Coachella Valley next season. In fact, we did hear that Seattle area is going to be hosting some AHL games. But the following season, you can bet that Coachella Valley and San Diego and Ontario, I believe that all three teams, either next season or the following season, they're all going to be in the top 10 of attendance. All of them. So, for those asking, oh, is hockey... Yeah, hockey's fine down here. Hockey is fine in SoCal. And especially if you're a fan of minor league hockey, look at the embarrassment of riches we have within... Maybe, okay, from where I'm at in the Inland Empire, like right on the fringe of L.A. County and Orange County, you got a bunch of teams nearby. I mean, Chino Hills, it's an hour and a half to San Diego. It's 20 minutes to Ontario. It's two, two and a half hours to Bakersfield. It's about six hours to San Jose, but that's kind of far. We don't, talk, we don't count that. Three and a half hours to Henderson. An hour and change to Coachella Valley. Oh, we also have Tucson about five hours away. This is an embarrassment of riches. So SoCal hockey fans, if you if you want to check out a bunch of teams, hey, there's some new arenas too. Toyota Arena is still new. There's the new arena in Henderson, the new arena in Palm Springs. So if there was a time for minor league hockey to be thriving in SoCal, now is the time. We want to continue to grow it here in SoCal. We want to see the San Diego goals here for a long time. And as long as attendance keeps going the way it is, I truly believe that hockey in San Diego is going to last a lot longer than six, seven, eight years. I truly believe that the San Diego goals could be one of those legacy teams that winds up sticking around for more than 15, 20 years. I truly, truly believe that. If the Toronto Marlies can play in an old arena that's over 100 years old, if San Diego can still play in that old arena, then you know what? Keep them around as long as possible. The fans down in San Diego keep that place rocking, and they deserve to have their team around. So, yep, just wanted to give my two cents on that. All right, that got a little long. (laughs) I didn't mean for that to get long, but here we are. Thank you all so much for listening. Once again, next podcast will be simulcast both on here and on YouTube, so do check that out. Thank you all once again for your continued support. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among a plethora of others. Tomorrow's podcast will be a little bit different. It's not going to be a hockey intensive podcast, but it'll just it'll just be a nice little podcast. So yeah, check out tomorrow's as well. All right. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore ducks. If you want to drop me a line, you could do so at locked on Anaheim Ducks at gmail.com. And once again, 
to the fans of San Diego, you guys have been amazing. It's been a treat. Thank you all so much. I can't wait to see you guys next season. It's going to be a blast. Thank you all so much for your continued support. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. For Locked on Goals, I'm J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And ducks and goals fly together. Oh,